improve their communication skills so they can help more people and help people more. I'm your host, Dr. Martin Harvey. I'm a chiropractor and I'm an expert in communicating the value of chiropractic. Welcome to episode 12 of Under the Influence. So today's episode, we're going to be joined by a great chiropractor, Dr. Travis Corcoran. Travis uh, practices in the Netherlands. We're going to hear more of his background in the episode. The reason I wanted to have Travis on though was he thinks incredibly deeply about chiropractic and how we can think better about the conclusions that we're making. He goes through a lot of uh, very deep understandings around logic that he brings to the profession from outside the profession and it's kind of a theme of what I like to do with Under the Influence is create a spotlight for people who are bringing ideas and concepts from outside the profession which can help us grow our profession and the impact that we can have. The other reason that I really wanted to have Travis here is I've been fortunate to speak to his team a couple of times in the Netherlands and it is without doubt one of the most impressive teams I've ever encountered. There's such a great synergy with them, there's such a great effectiveness of with them and there's just a great spirit with this team and so I was super curious to learn from Travis what he had done to create this amazing team dynamic. So before we get into the episode though I just wanted to discuss a couple of things. First of all there was a question that I got which I get fairly repeatedly and so I thought I'd just address it here which is if I want to upgrade my communication skills and loving the podcast and I want to sort of dive into one of the online programs which one is right for me? So the three that I typically suggest people start with, the first one is the retention recipe and this is for people who may have a way that they do their first couple of visits but they're not completely happy with it. They're often having people drop out of care early on in care and really they haven't, don't feel like they've got the structure there to set things up to, for people to have a clear pathway and an understanding of the big picture of chiropractic. So that's the retention recipe. The second one that I suggest for people who really feel like they've got a good structure for the first couple of visits and maybe even the first 12 visits, which is what the retention recipe focuses on, but they feel at a little bit of a loss on daily visits where they either just sort of chat about the weather or they feel like they have to sort of out of context explain chiropractic to people and people aren't necessarily that interested because it's not a a particularly personalized message. So if you want to upgrade your table talk then the program that is going to be best for you is the daily interactions workshop. The third one that I suggest is there's a lot of people who love the idea of chiropractic but the idea of dealing with people who don't necessarily buy in, people who aren't getting results or people who have a reaction that that slightly sort of difficult or awkward aspect of it really paralyzes them and it can often just be in those circumstances or some people find that those difficult situations make them really loathe to put themselves out as a chiropractor because they know that there's a degree there's a possibility that they might 
um, encounter that. And if that's you, then the Difficult Situations Workshop is a really, really great place to start. So second thing that I wanted to touch on is with all the COVID lockdowns here in Australia, the rest of the Australian tour that I was going to be doing in each state has been cancelled for this year. So I am looking at ways of getting some of that information out because there's a bunch of people who've contacted me saying, I really want to know how to do a better job of improving patient care with communication. So I'm looking at whether I can do part of that as a webinar or whether I just go to doing the in-person workshop next year. Uh, if that's stuff that you really want to see sooner rather than later, just shoot me a message on Facebook or an email or a message to the podcast uh, via the link in the show notes and just let me know, yeah, I'm super keen to get the information and I will use that in deciding what is the best way of going. Anyway, let's get into it and welcome to Under the Influence, Dr. Travis Corcoran. Hey, Travis, great to see you. How are things? Good, good. Better than Australia, I think, but uh, we just <laughs> chatted about that. Yes, this is to, by uh, way of context, we are uh, to, re recording this while um, a big chunk of Australia is in a COVID-induced lockdown, so uh, somewhat limited in our civil liberties here at the minute, but other than that, it's a fine time and uh, does give me extra time to be able to chat to awesome people like you. So thanks so much for taking the time to come and have a chat on Under the Influence. Absolute pleasure. I think this is the second time, the first time uh, I've been yeah. on here before. You were, you were enjoying a Campari. I had like a that's flat right. white with me or something. That's right. We, this, that was the, pro, the progenitor to the podcast when I was doing a video yeah. version. So it's take two. You're one of the original gangsters who was um, <laughs> the limited uh, Under the Influence run. So take two, hey? Um, yeah. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. My reason for reaching out to you is partly selfish or largely selfish um, that I love having a chat to. I always learn heaps and come away feeling really inspired. And specifically, one of the things that impresses me about you is the phenomenal team that you've been able to create in your practices um, in uh, Holland. So it, uh, just by way of a little bit of background, um, I met Travis, oh, it must be four or five years ago now, I was teaching a communications workshop in Amsterdam that you came along to. And then you, I think we were talking, you were pretty engaged with the approach to communication and asked for uh, some sort of follow-up material for a team meeting that you were having. And then yeah. in my mind, I'm picturing team meeting is you and a CA and, you know, one other chiropractor. And then you told me how many people were in the team. I'm like, oh, what I had in mind is probably not going to really work at that scale. And then uh, the next year I came back and uh, you hosted a workshop at the, that amazing facility you've got at your um, one of your practices in Eindhoven and being immersed in probably half to three quarters of the people at the seminar were from your team and the energy and focus that they have was just something that I have literally and you know this is an overused term people say I've never seen anything like it I have literally never in chiropractic seen such a vibrant team culture 
which I was privileged again to come back and do another workshop. Um, again, a big chunk of the attendees were your team. And it's not only something that hit me once, but then coming back to it, I was still stunned with it. So Travis, what's the secret? Uh, that's a big question, right? <laughs> um, that, I, that's funny. You remember back to five years ago, but uh, yeah, the reason I was so engaged is because I saw like uh, the incredible value of what you were teaching and how important communication was. And it's the same for the team. Like uh, um, there's a lot that I have to communicate to them. You've heard me speak before. We spoke in Absolutely. person as well. And um, I would say like, I'll try and make this as short as possible. The, the, oh, we've got a po long podcast. You can make yeah? it as okay. long as you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think the uh, the secret is, because uh, what I've seen, and you've seen this too. We've been we've been on the stage together a couple of places, and the, you, you know the big rah rah, and um, I, I, I I like that stuff. It, it's there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't think it's a way to keep a um, a stable, reliable team because it's so emotionally charged. Yeah, there's nothing. And we both know emotions change, like not just month to month, day to day, but they can change minute to minute. Absolutely. So if you want this like long term legacy team, which is what I'm trying to create, it cannot be. So that was the first thing I knew. It can't be based around like these highly charged emotions and, you know, all those uh, yeah. bumper sticker slogans shouted from the stage. Yeah, um, it had to be based on something more systematic, reasonable, reliable, and you know what I talk about all the time. I, it's like it's, I can't talk about anything else. Yeah, so uh, I might actually just do a little bit more background there, actually, so that people understand what we're talking about. So Travis is one of the clearest thinkers I've ever come across in in the world generally, but in chiropractic specifically. And we might give people a little bit of a teaser about the book that's coming up a little bit that you're going to be putting out a book later this year that I cannot wait to read. I had the privilege of reading a little sneaky uh, early release chapter, which is, yeah, I cannot wait. But just to give a bit of an idea of what's happening with your team, how many practices... I know it's changed a little bit. The model's evolving, but yeah. sort of maybe tell everybody. We might even go back a step. So you, you, people can tell from your accent you're American, but you're in uh, Holland. What's what's the deal there? Yeah, I'm in the Netherlands. We have we currently have seven offices, and uh, yeah, like you know, we're a very close knit team. Yeah. And, so seven wow. seven offices. And so how many chiropractors, how many uh, oh. other team members, roughly? Four. Oh, man. Let me think. How many chiros? Two, let's say four, about four, 13, 14 chiros? Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, 14, 14 chiropractors, which means also 14 assistants. And then uh, on the back-end office, I have my personal assistant, and another uh, member for the just strictly phone team for all seven offices. Wow. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm almost, we're close to just under 30 people on the team. Okay. And yeah. uh, we meet, we meet up every, every six months, like yeah. a big team. We just had our 10 year anniversary. Actually, it was wow. quite nice. Congratulations. Yeah, look, I didn't, this is bigger than it looks in the background, but it's the same size as my head. 
That is a Didi Palmer. Palmer bust. Uh, what yeah. we're seeing here, because it's an audio podcast, I can see a Didi Palmer bust, and then behind that we've got a BJ Palmer uh, <laughs> looking down and pensive. The classic BJ Palmer looking down and pensive picture, and I can't make out who the is that Didi the picture yeah, behind there. Didi there and BJ, BJ there. Bust. Bust. This is, yeah. yeah, this is just shy of twenty kilos, Martin, and the team Whoa. gave it to me as a gift. That is phenomenal. Like, yeah, dude, I almost, uh, yeah, let's say it was a little dusty in the room that day. I was a, yeah, a few tears were shared, hey? <laughs> that is awesome. So Best this is, ever. the things that I often hear from chiropractors is, you know, people, this almost sort of fatalistic thing of, you know, people don't stay for long. They'll, they come and all they, they want to work as little as possible and they, uh, they're not really they're interested in chiropractic they only just want to see what they can get out of it and they yeah. lie and steal it so how is it that none of those people exist in in holland like is this just everybody <laughs> needs to set up practices in the netherlands or is there something else that you've created there well well they're of course welcome to come here i like <laughs> i would support them as much as i can you know um but uh and I'll, let's i'll say it's not perfect um you know, just like a family, there's, uh, you know, brothers, sisters fight and it's, it's never perfect. Um, and we've had people join the team and found that, you know, it's just not for them. Yeah. Um, the, the people that, that don't fit the team, that's easy. It's um, a lot of people are looking to be, I see this in chiropractic a lot. And I think it's an influence from the stage. They see people up there and they, they want to be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. But at Top Cairo in, in our team, like we're just a bunch of happy small fish in a big pond. I'd rather swim and with a lot of freedom to move and room and all this instead of being the big fish in a little. So th those people don't fit well. Like uh, we work together. There's no like mega stars or standouts. Okay. Um, so and then the other, the other people that don't fit are people that just, um, they're not interested in what we offer and provide. And that is uh, stability. Uh, like not just job stability, but mental and intellectual stability. That's what we, that's what I teach. That's what I coach on. That's one of our core values is reason and logic. Since that is systematic, stable, and reliable, it gives you something to always hold on to. Like there's, you know, people shift. Um, if you take away someone's handrails of support, they just reach for whatever's next. And often what they reach for is worse than what they were holding on to in the first place. Okay. And this is people who are highly emotionally driven. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have that the default emotions. You, you can, there's no getting away from it. But if you're not um, complementing that, or let's say, you know, people use this word holistic all the time. But if you're a holistic thinker, then, then you're really investing and in cultivating your, your critical thinking skills too. You're not just a slave to your emotions, but yeah. you, you, yeah, you know this. You wrote it in your endorsement for my book, actually. Yeah. But it comes from my my Veritas group too. That's what that quote or that, that yeah. statement I have at the beginning. Uh, I can't think of a truer statement that is. If people understand it, nothing could be more profound. And that is, um, your the quality of your life. It, it depends on the quality of your decisions. Yeah. The quality yeah. of your decisions depends on the quality of your thinking. Yeah. So if you're not cultivating your ability to think clearly and not to be influenced by emotion, um, th then you're not really in control of your life. The quality of your life is in someone else's hands, right? Yeah. It's in the hands of whatever uh, 
individual institution or ideology is eliciting your emotions. So can I just unpack that a little bit just to make sure that that people are kind of getting the, the idea there? So if I understand it correctly, what I hear you saying is that we're all wired to be to have emotions and and yeah. emotions have value in terms of you know making us aware of potential danger and helping us feel connection and there's there's value to it but it's not a replacement for reason and using logic in making decisions uh and then and that applies in all realms of life and in yes, particular yes. one of the things that i think we've discussed that probably bears double clicking on is the part of what has happened in chiropractic is we've almost allowed the more mechanistic side of the profession who self-describe as evidence-based to say by implication that they are the owners of logic and reason (laughs) and then our side of it that embraces more of a vitalistic perspective we've not been critical of people making statements that are really just driven by emotion and there's not been that lay that extra step of or the, more than one step but the steps of getting clear thinking about uh yeah so could you give us an example of what you would see as you know one of those kind of sayings or bromides that are often shouted from the stage or, or said within chiropractic and i think it's fine if people are it's i think you grow in your thinking when you realize that something that you might have believed or been engaged by has some limitations. So don't be afraid to uh, offend people because I know you're normally a a wilting flower when it comes to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, like, I just want to reinforce what you're saying. Like, yeah, emotions have incredible value and importance, but they're, they just have a different function than Mm -hmm. thinking. And once people really sort that out and can discern the difference uh, they're definitely on the right path, you know, it's, uh, or you're on the way to a higher quality of life, uh, thinking and feeling, they are not the same thing. They just no. serve different functions, no yeah. different than the heart and the lungs. Yeah. So <clears throat> some examples would be, and this could be on both sides. Like if you were to go to an evidence-based mechanistic, uh, however you identify it, event, uh, you'll hear things from the stage that are very different than what you might hear from a raw, raw vitalistic event. Um, and I really don't consider myself on either side because what they both have in common is that uh, the appeal to emotion are both highly emotionally driven, Yeah. um, but in a different emotion. Mm -hmm. Uh, The emotion that I would say drives the spiritual or vitalistic side um, is one of, uh, okay, you told me not to be afraid to offend anyone, so I'll just say it. But I think that's primarily driven by the emotion of vanity. Yeah. I'm a divine healer and this, you know, power that made the body heals the body. And, um, uh, you, you know, my two favorite, uh, triggers, uh, and one, one of, I think I got like 10 texts from you guys when we were at that one conference and someone yeah. on the stage said, uh, chiropractic chose me or chose yes. you. You've yeah. been chosen by chiropractic. That's one of my biggest, like, oh, that one goes through me, you know, so, uh, because so I tell, care about the profession. So tell me, why is that such a, an inane comment? Well, that's the thing. Um, I could, you're, well, your wife, Nicole, so brilliantly said when we were at the back of the room, uh, she goes, yeah. 
jokingly and it was so good it was so to the point she goes yeah i would have loved to have been a chiropractor but i wasn't chosen <laughs> yes <laughs> like all the poor people in the world that like oh man i wanted to be a chiropractor but chiropractic didn't choose me yeah you know that yeah. should that alone should illustrate how ridiculous yeah, that that's is a good way of but when it. you talk about this profession losing its way compromising its principles it's because we haven't taken responsibility for understanding it and one of the easiest ways to shirk that responsibility is this faulty notion that you were chosen instead yeah. of you chose, right? Yeah. So you're giving away responsibility. I'm proud to say that I chose to be a chiropractor. And I really love hanging around other people that are proud of their choice. They take responsibility for their choice. But none of us are like, no other profession in the world, like uh, I, the example I often use is like uh, biological weapons manufacturer. Yeah, I was chosen by th that profession to be this or uh, a pharmaceutical representation chose me. Mm -hmm. Like only chiropractors are doing this. And it's yeah. so like, it, now a better way, I, I try to, uh, I understand what they mean, but there's a better way of saying it. Just yeah. be more correct. Chiropractic, it's a very eloquent and beautiful profession. So it appealed to you. It, yeah. There was something about it that was beautiful or concise and, or for me, very uh, consistent, congruent in its principle, made sense, conformed to reason and logic. It appealed to me. So I made a choice to be a chiropractor. Chiropractic did not uh, choose me. Yeah. I, I, that's not even possible. It, it doesn't have agency. It's a chartered profession. So that one really <laughs> kills me. And then the other one we also hear, um, and this just isn't in chiropractic, it's more from and it's so popular now. Uh, and you, you always tease me about it. this. Speak your it, truth. You, yeah, yes. your truth, my truth. That's your truth. And I love when you said to me, you're like, uh, one time, anytime you hear that, you can hear my voice in your head. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a little, <laughs> I've got a brain tattoo of Travis every time I hear speak your truth. I'm like, oh, I'm going to speak oh, my truth. Yeah. So painful. So the, the issue there is that there's the implication that there are multiple truths. <laughs> which is is, uh, is that is that is, accurate yeah well there are lots of tr there's truth about this truth about that but you cannot have two statements that contradict one another and both simultaneously be true yeah. and truth is by, by its definition this is what makes it truth instead of opinion or belief yeah. or perception yeah. those are different words those are subjective truth is objective yeah truth yeah. is a principled statement that conforms to reason and uh, and evidence it's uh, truth. It's objective. It, it is independent of the observer. Yeah. Right? So we don't have multiple or we, there is no ownership of, of, truth. of truth. Yeah. So when you hear a possessive pronoun like his, hers, mine, yours, uh, before the word truth, then, you know, someone has no concept of what the truth is or they've conflated it with opinion, belief, idea, perception, which, yeah. which is great. I mean, we have different perceptions of what the truth is or its implications, what it means yeah. to us. But the truth itself is something that um, at least um, I think reasonable, reasonable people are always on a search for uh, the best understanding possible of the truth. Yeah, that's a really interesting distinction as well, that idea that the aspiration is to move towards a towards the truth and that we are somewhat limited by our perception, that our perception yeah. is uh, affected by 
other situ you know the, the limit of our ability to measure things the limit of our ability to perceive things our previous biases are all impacting it and then that critical thinking that you're kind of the master of understanding as I understand it would be to be aware of those things and then to seek ways of getting past them to get a clearer yeah to get closer to the truth yeah which which by the way that only um only benefits you if people only have to put it in a few examples to understand why why is it more valuable that your perception which is subjective the the better it is aligned with the truth the better off you are like when any decision that any individual makes is better off when it's um when it's made in the presence of the truth or as close to the truth as possible a couple examples might be in like if you were investing in something like what if you had uh, like what you were going to invest in a business or a home and you perceived that everything was just fine and dandy and it's the perfect investment, but you didn't know the truth. You didn't know the truth about it. And you make that investment. It financially, it would harm you. If you were to jump over a puddle of water and you perceive subjectively that it's only uh, a meter wide, this puddle, but your perception is, uh, yeah, confused, and it's actually three meters, you jump across, you fall in the water, Yeah, right? So you, you understand, like, you want to perceive the truth. Yes. But it's very, what you said is so correct, that often our five senses can be tricked, they can yes. be fooled. Yeah. Um, this is why um, reason and logic is really important, that you understand your perception. The example I always give, if you're standing on train tracks, right, you, you look down the train tracks, in the distance, perceivably, those two tracks touch each other. Yeah. But it's your internal understanding of geometry, parallel, right, and distance. Yeah. Okay, they don't touch. It's yeah. just how I perceive it. Yeah. Sometimes we think we hear our, our name being spoken, but we don't. And if you act only on a perception that is not uh, conf that does not conform to truth, it can yeah. cause harm. Yeah. Now, the truth isn't always pleasant or what we want to hear. And of course, it affects our feelings. And that's how we get distracted. There's things we want to believe or want to perceive because it's more pleasant. Yeah. But then you're actually living in an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and to some degree, we all are because we don't fully perceive the truth. However, like what you said at the beginning was really important. Aspiration. Some people, they aspire to comfort yeah. where other people aspire to uh, aligning their perception with the truth because they know it creates a higher quality of life and uh, yeah, better results in your life. So looping back into this phenomenal team engagement that you have is a core of that. This uh, It seems to me that you, you were, we were talking earlier about how you have this biannual um, sort of meeting of your whole team. And I understand that you have a lot of other sort of structures that are uh, helping uh, helping people develop their skill set and their understanding. And from what I understand, it's uh, some of it is in terms of this critical thinking. Um, so there's this sort of intellectual challenge that's part of being part of the top Cairo team. And there's also that sense of being part of something bigger than themselves is that sort of an understanding of how you've created this culture that you've you've taken this skill set and made that a core part of being part of top Cairo? 
Yeah, that's that's what I think. I I, I would have to ask all the like <laughs> members yep. of the team what it is that draws them in. But the thing that I focus on and what I suspect and hope is the the anchor point that draws us all together is um, certainty and and thought. Not yep. that uh, we all have 100% certainty and thought, but that's what we're striving for. Yeah. And once, uh, especially with the chiropractors, I, I, I would say I probably focus more on the chiropractors and I do the assistants. Not that, we, I mean, our assistants are amazing. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but with the chiropractors, I take uh, special time. We, always, we meet up, yeah, socially all the time. Um, I have, like most of the chiropractors have keys to my house. And um, I always make time for them. But that time is almost always spent going through the, the trivium or the first three liberal arts and this systematic way that showing them that you don't have to guess, right? There yeah. is some work involved, but you, you know, like forming premises that are yeah. true. And if the structure of the argument is good, uh, then if it's deductive uh, argument, then you can have a valid conclusion. If it's an inductive argument, you have a strong conclusion and yeah. showing them that there is a system no different um, really to arithmetic and math, the addition, subtraction, it's a system and it's yeah. incredibly reliable. And so, like addition and subtraction don't change based on what you're adding and subtracting. No. And it's the same with um, conjunction, disjunction, negation, conditional statements, those operators of logic, it's the same thing. Um, and once they know that and understand that, some people, they, it the light turns on and they want more. Yeah. And so they become definitely a loyal uh, member of the team. They see the, they see the value, but we have had members who uh, they have different aspirations, yeah. more like a, a life of comforts or uh, which we, we also enjoy, yeah. but we just enjoy it closer to reality, yeah. <laughs> I guess, because yeah. we're I striving guess... to understand truth. I think it's that sort of similar to that idea of there are people who engage and, you know, they, it's uncomfortable exercising. Yeah. It's uncomfortable doing high intensity training or strength training yeah. or, or aerobic training or whatever. However, you can enjoy that process of overcoming that discomfort and enjoying the benefits of having been through that discomfort and the benefit that it gives you. And to me, what you're talking about, about doing the uncomfortable but important cognitive exercise of cleaning up your thinking yeah. does deliver those results, but in an intellectual um, sense. Yeah. And yeah, and, and then the better decisions that create a better life. Um, is that sort of the yeah. way that you see it? Exactly. That's very well said. In fact, like that, I like how you draw that analogy. And I have to do this a lot when I'm explaining some stuff, because when you talk about the mind or yeah. the mental aspect of, uh, yeah, the mental aspect or our intellect, I do exactly what you do. I thought that was so well put how you, because you, you put it in, a, everyone can understand like physiology and yeah. the physical body, because you can weigh it, touch it, measure it, uh, smell it and lick it for all I care. But uh, <laughs> With, with the mind, is, is very different, right? The mind is not material, it's intangible. And so to help people understand it, I do the same thing you do. You just relate those very same principles that everyone can get yeah. physically or physiologically. And then we're just gonna talk about it psychologically or mentally. Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly it. Some people, 
yeah, they don't want to exercise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and that's fine, but uh, they're, they're not enjoying the same benefits of the people who make that investment, have the discipline, yeah. right? They may enjoy their life, but I would argue never to the degree that someone who makes an investment and it's yeah. identical uh, intellectually, just as you said. So I'm essentially hearing that Top Cairo is like um, cognitive CrossFit. You're just, uh, <laughs> you've got these elite cognitive athletes and everybody's uh, in on the, the, the uh, journey of improving their intellectual lives. I would, I would like to say so and agree with that statement. And those Excellent. that don't, uh, what we found is that those that don't, uh, they, they find their way out. They, yeah. they, they know how to. Yeah, we have an open door policy in and in and out. So. Yeah, yeah. So from if we if I can just reinforce reinforce a couple of things that we've spoken about there, then if we're looking at, I would love to have that sort of engagement and you know part of the thing that I think people may not be aware of is that you're largely doing other. You're not so much hands on practice these days full time. You're more in a leadership role, and there's a bunch of other projects that I know that. Are, going to be taking having an impact at a higher and higher level however by using this uh engagement model you've been able to get a team of people who are on the same page you've instilled them with them a skill set that allows them to kind of make the same decisions as you make the decisions because it's based on principles rather yeah. than feelings like we can't expect somebody else to feel the same way in a similar right. circumstance or from one second to the next. But if we're, if we've got principles that we have agreed and discussed, then that's much more likely that you're going to have a consistent experience. Is that sort of an accurate thing? hundred percent. And that's why, that's why I've taken on these other projects because I, I see the success with like my team. I see the success with the people that I mentor or coach yeah. And um, that's why, like, that's why I started that Facebook group that you're in. And actually, we should. That's one of the. I, I reference you a lot. Yeah, thank God. I, I, I reference you a lot because of rhetoric or that third liberal art, and like you're you're my go-to guy on that because it's definitely not my uh, specialty. That's also why I was so engaged when I first met you. Yeah. Um. You know, my special. I I'm about that second liberal art. That is my focus. And if I could. I always thought like the dream team or the dream program would be uh, like someone like, I don't know, say uh, Christopher Kemp or like someone that has all this knowledge, right? Yeah. About chiropractic. And then I would do like the second level or, or reasoning and logic. So someone comes yeah. with the knowledge, I come with the understanding and you come with the rhetoric and it would be like the ultimate uh, two day course on uh the liberal that's arts a, of chiropractic. That sounds awesome. So let's maybe unpack that. I know we will, I really want to get, uh, we've made the little teaser that you will have it be having a book coming out soon. And I'm going to have set up a second chat so that we can really unpack these ideas around helping people think more clearly, make better decisions, have a better life. But just for our purposes, the, the liberal arts, what do you mean when you say the liberal arts? What's, what's the story there? Well, that's, I'm glad you asked because like in where I come from in America, like when you get a liberal arts education, that's yeah. like typically what they mean is like you're studying like a foreign language or sociology or something, you know, yeah. but the, I'm talking about the traditional liberal arts, which there, there are seven of, yeah. and they're broken into two groups and they go chronologically. Uh, 
So I, I just focus on the first, the, the last four are very interesting, the quadrivium, but the first three, the trivium. So trivium meaning try three. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, via, via or the way or through. Yeah. Um, and those, those first three are knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Yeah. Or knowledge, you could equate that to, yeah, science, right? Because science yep. comes from Latin, C-R-A. Um, it means to know knowledge, a ledger of what we know. And it's, just, it's basically just data points. And knowledge can be uh, correct or incorrect. Yeah. This is why I, I've kind of outspoken against evidence-based. I love evidence, but as a base, a foundation, I'm very uh, skeptical because knowledge can be correct or incorrect. And it's always, sh it, yeah, science. Science is a body of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that body of knowledge should always be increasing in both quality and quantity, right? So that first liberal art, that's just, just raw data, just science, knowledge, uh, input, okay? Um, the second liberal art is understanding or logic or reason. Yeah. And it's basically an evaluation of that knowledge. Yeah. You know, propositions, uh, premises, conclusion, basically an argument or a yeah. claim. And an argument, I don't mean a disagreement. I mean a set of at least three sentences, two of which are a premise and a conclusion. And that's, uh, we use understanding to, uh, to evaluate the, the, either the strength of an argument, if it's an yeah. inductive argument, or the validity of an argument, if it's deductive. And it follows, a, like, logic is, how do I say this? Logic is to the sciences, or to knowledge, what... Um, uh, or say logic is to philosophy what math is to science, right? Okay. You need to understand an understanding. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I'll say this. So, if you're so not like using logic to evaluate knowledge, you're using emotion. Got it. So it's a Plain system of evaluation. It's a, it's a set of tools that you can use to better be able to pass the knowledge that is yeah. coming by you. And then yeah. uh, to see, is it more representative? Is it getting me closer to truth? Is this helping yeah. me get closer to a, a true perception of reality? Right. And the, and the power of those tools is that they are reproducible, systematic, reliable, and stable. Just like it, it, think of yeah. it as the processor. Your yeah. pro so you have input, that's knowledge, and then you have processing. And so just like on your computer, if you have two contradictory lines of code, it comes up with an error. Yeah. So that's what logic is for. You want to eliminate contradictions, remove errors in reason, yeah. take away logical inconsistencies so that your conclusions are as close to the truth as possible. Awesome. It's that tool set. And its yeah. value is that it is not uh, arbitrary or flippant or dependent on emotion. It is systematic and repeatable, yeah. just like arithmetic. Yeah. Awesome. Now, your computer would be worthless if it was, um, if yeah. it could not process, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is our processor. Luckily, our computers don't have emotions, so they're highly functional and they have a great value. Yeah. Um, but like you said, emotions are also important. They're just, their function is not to determine the truth. Yeah. So you're, that's just it, this relationship doesn't... with the truth. Emotions give me my relationship to the truth. Does that make me feel good or bad? That's that's and that's those are important too. And then rhetoric is describe the third liberal art. Rhetoric is 
rhetoric or wisdom um, yeah. is the, the expression, it's like the output. Yeah. So wisdom, like you go to some, oh, he's very wise. That's because his ex or her expression of knowledge and understanding is very effective. Got it. So while knowledge is concerned with being correct or incorrect, uh, understanding or reason and logic is concerned with truth or false. Yeah. The third liberal art, wisdom or rhetoric is concerned with effectiveness. Yeah. Are you effectively communicating or outputting, whether through written word or speak or whatever? And yeah. that's something that's uh, why I always refer to you because you've really dug into communication. Yeah. So it, in the, in, with chiropractors, I know that that's a big problem. The reason I find communicate, even though it's not my specialty, the rhetoric or communication is so important because that is the point of contact that all this internal stuff, yeah. the knowledge and understanding, purely internal, this is the point of rhetoric and wisdom is a point of contact with the market. Yeah. or the public, right? Yeah. This is where you're expressing what you know and understand. And yeah. if you do it ineffectively, and we've seen chiropractors do this like, <laughs> for, for um, over a hundred years now, yeah. um, it, it, it doesn't do our profession any favors. But yeah. if we're doing it effectively, then it's doing our profession great favors. Yeah. However, um, that goes back to logic and understanding. So, unfortunately, there's a lot of people on both of those extreme camps, the spiritualistic and mechanistic side, they're very effective, but their knowledge and understanding of this profession is bleak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so they are influencing young students, um, insecure chiropractors maybe who've been in practice for years and are not doing so good financially. They are under the influence of effective speakers who have no knowledge or understanding. Yeah. I would love to put all three of these together. Yeah. If we have a knowledge of the profession and understanding of its principles, and then we communicate that effectively, uh, then this profession will be where it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, what a vision. So one other thing that sort of came to me, and I think we've discussed this, but I just want to see what your thoughts are in, in regard to this. So when I've looked into the literature around kind of what creates great teams. One of the things that's really influenced me is the book that Daniel Pink wrote called Drive. And essentially what he did was went back through all the literature of what created an environment that made people engaged in their work. And if you boil down the, the whole book or you, you watch the, I think it's an RSA animate about it, essentially what he says is there's three big things that will create an environment where people are more likely to be engaged. They'll be wanting to, to contribute. They'll, they'll feel uh, a sense of purpose in their work. And the first one is autonomy, that they're people, it's, it's soul destroying to have no agency in what you do to just be cranking widgets and not have to have any creativity or say in it. And so yeah. I know that, you know, what you've just described where you're creating a system of principles around which people make decision, but then you're to a degree having that they have input into it. It's a discussion. It's not a, well, Travis said, this is the principle. You, you right. very much, these are principles that you have a mind that can also uh use these tools and come to valid conclusions. So there's that autonomy piece that you've created through that. The next thing that he talks about is mastery, that we are naturally engaged with 
being uh, learning things, that it's exciting and exhilarating to be doing something that's challenging and getting better at it. And that can certainly be part of chiropractic practice in a bunch of different ways, whether that's yeah. technique or, but the way that you're creating it is it's an in inherent part of being part of top Cairo that you are getting better skills at a skill set that helps you be a better chiropractor and helps you be a better human and live a better life. And then the final piece is this um, idea that people, a purpose, that people are engaged when they're involved with something that's bigger than themselves and they're, they're you know, just making a paycheck, that they feel like yeah. they're doing something that's good for the world. And I think chiropractic has a natural way of uh, engaging that if you focus on it, if you make people in your team aware of it, and that you're this, you have created a sense of purpose that your group is for a greater impact on the on Dutch health. But then you're also expanding that out into other areas where there's a lot of engagement with students. I know mm. that there's the the impact on the profession more broadly in Europe and elsewhere. Um, so, did is there any part of that that seems part of what you've created? Uh, for sure, the, uh, the autonomy, definitely, for the chiropractors and the uh, chiropractic assistants, everyone works three days a week, um, and we've designed it that way. I, most people know now the 40-hour 40, 40 work week is dead. So they have more than 50% of their life to pursue creativity and whatever. You know, I can't tell them what to do with their time, but they work. everyone works three days a week, yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They don't have to ask so permission for vacation. They don't ask permission for vacation. They just, you're an adult. There are clients that rely on you. If you can, you, you find someone, we have a very big team. It's up to you. You find someone who's going to replace you while you go away. You can take as much or as little vacation as you want every year. You're free to do that. And you're encouraged to uh, spend those four days doing other things that are for you. And then for the mastery, it's, that's exactly what you said. I want them to be masters of their lives, not just chiropractic masters. And that's what I think the trivium or those first three level arts uh, provides. So if they really engage in it, they become better in all their relationships with yeah. friends, family, coworkers, clients. Uh, they also better understand their political position in the world around them, economics, yeah, finance, whatever. Uh, that, that is the core of everything. Like we said before, the quality of the mind is the quality of everything in your life. So if you want to be, if you want mastery, I, I recommend the first three liberal arts. And then yep. the third one you said was um, purpose being part purpose. of something. Yeah. That is probably at the core of top Cairo. And it's uh, now it's my purpose and it bleeds over into um, top Cairo. And my purpose is to course correct, um, the profession, everything, every project I'm involved in, everything I do is for the profession, whether it's that private Facebook page I have, uh, the new mentorship program we're going to launch soon for, for students and chiropractors who want to basically want this same stability for their team or they want to grow a team. That's all we're going to talk about in that group is in this, um, the mentoring group will start. And that's just about the trivium. That's it. Um, Everything I do has one purpose, and that is this profession. Uh, because it's just logical. When you understand the impact that chiropractic, true chiropractic, could have on the, on the world and the health of the world, yeah. then it's only reasonable to think, why don't I work towards this? 
imagine what those results will be. And for me, my top Cairo hopefully lives long beyond my days and my years. That's what I'm trying to set up, that it's a legacy movement with the same purpose in mind. Chiropractic, chiropractic, everything for this profession to stop its destruction, to course correct it, and to get us back on track. Uh, So that's why I've written that book. That's why we're starting the school in the Netherlands. That's why I started that Facebook page. That's why I want a big team. I want more teammates. So we cover all those, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So if we just sort of go back, because you just dropped a couple of really, really big things that are happening, but also things that are resources for people from the podcast. So can we maybe, we'll have the details for this on the show notes. So um, don't stop the car and crash the car trying to write shit down. We will, we've got you covered. But so if somebody wanted to learn more about this, you've got a phenomenal Facebook group, Veritas, how to yeah. we we if you if you're okay with it i can just put the link for that in the show notes tell yeah, sure. make, can you maybe just give us the the uh thumbnail of what veritas is about um i started this like probably to like one month into the first like lockdown yeah. pandemic whatever you want to call it um i started it because yeah i saw the the need like and i you know, a, a lot of events were shut down. Uh, I think it's important to get this information out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you've seen me on on stage. I'm I'm a nervous wreck. I hate talking on stage. You but are I way love... too hard on yourself. You are a phenomenal <laughs> presenter. Go on. Thank you. Thank you. The the content I love. That's why I'm so passionate about it. But um, so that's why I started that page. And um, so it's a basically veritas is means truth. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The truth will set you free. Veritas boasts uh, liber- liberty or liberbabit. Yeah. And so essentially the idea is it's it's a, a Facebook group for chiropractors looking to engage in this journey of improving your the clarity of your thinking yeah. guided by the trivium. Yeah. And I was doing probably... Yeah, for almost a year there, I was doing like a video every week, every Wednesday, boom, video, video, yeah. video, and just really short, I think less than 10 minutes. Some of them are less yeah. than five minutes. Yeah. Um, I haven't been on there for the last five weeks because of a, a very recent uh, 30-day Facebook ban, but I'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a great group and there's a lot of good engagements. Uh, met a lot of people through that. I get private messages all the time people yeah. want clarification and stuff but it's really good yeah so that's really something good. that if people want to be part of that really cool community really great way of improving your thinking which improves the quality of your life um you also mentioned some mentoring so what's what's the deal with the mentoring yeah that's launching next month uh we're calling it project firefly and uh, it's based on one of my favorite stories which i um, i'll have a little intro video explains why that is but basically what we want to do is get all these fireflies in sync, just like they do in a mangrove oh, yeah. forest, yeah. right? That mangrove forest story. And um, so just, uh, I might just dial in the timeline because this is probably going to come, we're talking in July, so it's going to be launching in August. So it's yeah. highly likely that this will be 
coming out in August. So yeah. if, if they if people are interested, if they join Veritas, I'm assuming they'll get the details from there yeah. or should we have a separate link or? No, that's about just to join Veritas. That's where I keep yeah. everything up to date. Veritas is a free group. Uh, yeah. You'll probably be asked three questions to get in. Uh, they may shock you, but they're just don't worry about getting it right or wrong. Just answer. The, I, it just helps me get metrics on where people are yeah. at in terms yeah. of critical thinking. Perfect. Excellent. So Veritas, then we've got the mentoring group and that's launching next month. And it's going to be a more structured way of helping people build these yeah. skills. Yeah. Yeah. Monthly, uh, there'll be monthly videos and a monthly call. Yeah. And then we're also going to be trying to pair up. Um, I'd like to pair up students because I, I can't, uh, yeah, coach and mentor all these like students on my own. So no. we'll just start pairing them up with like some key chiropractors. I know there's some great people in there that are uh, who I think are ready to start doing this. Fantastic. And then the book, what where the book is? I think that's October. Like uh, we're just now in like final revisions and then like layout uh, cover cool. really small stuff. That's awesome. But so it's, it's we will be ready. We will have a separate discussion. We'll, we'll run and we'll get another podcast happening to discuss the book, so that that uh, when it's ready to roll, that's nice and fresh in people's minds. Now, you were talking about a school as well. What's the deal there? Yeah, the uh, I can put a link to that too. That's uh, or if you want to share, it, it's the European sure. Chiropractic European Chiropractic Academy, uh, starting that up here in the Netherlands. It's a five-year course. Wow. And with that that's master's get finishes with a master's of science in okay. chiropractic. That is awesome. So this is a an entry level. This isn't for chiropractors. This is for people who are leaving school or they are, right. have a second career and they want to be a chiropractor. They can yeah. do it through the European Chiropractic Academy. Yeah, this is just like um, yeah. Any, I don't know. In America, like we 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 have to do four years of undergrad yeah and then we do like three to three and a half to five years of chiropractic school um but in all throughout europe uh, these are all like most of, they're almost all five-year programs yeah that's you a, same in and, Australia. And they all, yeah? yeah okay and they all graduate with a master's of cairo or yeah. um i think there's one other one that also does master's of science i'm yeah. not sure but ours is a master's of science chiropractic that is so cool. And so in terms of the style of program, um, do you have, would you, is, in terms of the, the benefit of going there, um, is it uh, obviously if you're in um, Holland, it's close to home, but I yeah. also imagine that, you know, your vision of chiropractic, it's also going to have a specific focus on uh subluxation yeah. <laughs> the principles yeah just a traditional chiropractic right very simple like uh, we've really messed this profession up quite a bit uh and uh understandably so i don't want to be too hard on it i will make uh concessions for how it's gotten this way right yeah. you know it um it, compromises were made in order to survive but it's put us in a very uh, horrible position, I would say. Well, I, I think that idea that you have where you, you talk about course correction is really, I think that's a really accurate and 
uh, you know, it's 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 a non-judgmental way of saying, you know, I understand why we ended up in this position because decisions had to be made to survive. But if you keep going in that direction, what was a, an appropriate survival decision isn't really one to help the profession thrive. We need a different right. type of, we need yeah. a different decision to make that happen. Yeah. I'll, actually, I'll do, just like you were doing earlier is um, we'll draw uh, an analogy to uh, the physical body, same thing. Like the body will make compromises in, in, a, in a threatening situation to survive, but it, it is not good to constantly stay in that sympathetic stress response. You need to come out and heal and chiropractic needs to step out of that uh, stress survival mode and start healing uh, and so that it can start serving uh, people more effectively like it was intended. That is awesome. So, Travis, thank you so much for sharing your uh, thoughts, your phenomenal intellectual capacity with us, but also <laughs> your, uh, I guess, you know, your passion and also your um, process for how you've created the, this series of different legacy projects that you've engaged really great people uh, and you've done it in a way that ha is really because it's based on principles, it's repeatable. It's not, um, while you know, you are impressive and charismatic, it's not because you're impressive and charismatic that this has happened. It's really driven by the, the, the that emphasis on always coming back to principles and process. So I really want to acknowledge you for what you've created there and the inspiration that you create for people to replicate what you've been able to achieve. So thanks, buddy. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate those words. Yeah. And um, we'll chat again soon about the book because I think that uh, every time we speak, I get a new level of uh, understanding of the discipline that you can create in thinking and the benefits that that can have. So I can't wait for the book to come out. And I really am keen to get that to as many people as possible. Right on. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate it very much. Pleasure, buddy. All right. Uh, thanks for that. And thanks for listening to the Under the Influence podcast. We will chat again next week. Thanks for listening to the Under the Influence podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you can catch all future episodes of the Under the Influence podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, then you will love the online program, The Retention Recipe. It's all about communication strategies that you can employ in somebody's first 12 visits that help transition them from a pain level of health belief to a prevention level of health belief and open up the opportunities for them to see chiropractic as part of a performance or wellness lifestyle. Check it out at insideoutpractices.com.